Dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Run the game. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. <laughs> I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler of rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It is Friday. Yes, it's Friday. Absolutely. March 9th. What did Cannabis say? The greatest rapper of all time died on March 9th. That's right. One of the greatest rappers of all time. You know, I wouldn't have a problem if you got him at number one, but the notorious B.I.G., rest in peace to him. Yes, right. Um, what else today? Oh, Wrinkle in Time comes Wrinkle out today. Wrinkle in Time's out. Yeah, speaking of Wrinkle in Time, Ava DuVernay will be joining us this morning. Drop one of the clues bombs for Queen Ava DuVernay, damn it. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> this is the second time I've uh, interviewed Ava DuVernay. I interviewed Ava last year, last summer, at the BET Genius Talks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she's, she's here on The Breakfast Club this morning. And we'll be kicking with her. Uh, Absolutely. I got my power back fine. Did you lose power on Jersey? No. Nope. I lost power, man. And my generator didn't kick in. I bought a generator after Sandy when... Uh, when Sandy hit, we were out for like three, four days without power. So I bought a generator, and I never checked it. I never tested it since Sandy, and I should have tested it because it didn't work. So I was out for power for two days. So um, as soon as power came back on, it, it was it was great to get heat again. Well, I, I know, bet it was. It was great to get heat again. I know for a fact America's on autopilot because the town next to my town is com was completely out of power. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's this one street I was taking my uh, daughter to cheerleading practice yesterday, and it's this one street where, like, every traffic light was out, and there was no cops Nowhere. there directing traffic. It's just good. Every, <laughs> every, every man, man for himself. Everybody, just every man for himself, every woman for themselves. That's how I know America is completely on autopilot. Yeah, I'm surprised. My kids had, had school off uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and today they don't have any school. Oh, my Must daughter, be yeah, nice. my daughter, too. She ain't got no school. The school ain't got no power. Mm -mm. The school has no power? Yeah, the school wow. had no power, too. No, That's man. crazy. America's on autopilot. It's pretty crazy. That never, ever happened to me. No? Well, that we never lost power at school, nothing like that. Nah, it never Not happened once. when I was a kid, either. Well, but I, when we were kids, they had candles. So oh, yeah. Matter, oh, yeah, you're right. Power you're right. never had power to lose, sir. It was you're candles. Right. You're right. Okay? All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about, ye? Well, let's talk about this whole drama with your president, Donald Trump, and Stormy Daniels, the porn star who is now filing a lawsuit. She wants to go ahead and not take that and uh, talk. She oh, wants to talk. Nobody cares about that. Donald Trump then threw the ultimate deflection. She wants to talk. And is, and is Trump meeting with uh, King Jong-un? Exactly. We're going to talk about that, too, this as morning. As soon as the porn it's thing a lot of comes Trump. out, he throws this it's out It's a lot of Trump deflect. talk this morning. Nobody cares about Stormy Daniels right now. All right. Well, we'll get to that when we come back. And don't forget, Ava DuVernay will be joining us. So keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, uh, let's talk your President Donald Trump, yeah? Yes, yeah, so Donald Trump, now there's some issues. And I've been reading all about Stormy Daniels. She's a, a pornographic film actress. Mm -hmm. And she says she had an affair with President Trump. And she got some hush money, $130,000 payout. And it was an agreement that she signed in 2016 to keep silent. Okay, now she is uh, suing in order to say that that was not actually a legal contract that she signed. Part of that is they used fake names. 
So uh, Donald Trump used the name, I think it was David Dennison. And she had the name uh, Peggy Peterson. And so she's now saying that the, that signature, those aliases are not going to hold up in court. They're also saying that $130,000 payout was effectively a contribution to Donald Trump's campaign that should have been reported to the commission. Well, what's the point of this story? President Trump likes poom poom. We know this already. Like he, like, well, it would mean that he lied and he could be forced to testify new? in depositions. If this does go through, he might have to. They might have to reveal things on both sides. Nothing's gonna happen to him anyway. Nothing. Teflon Don. That's <clears> light. <throat> that's light work. He already deflected. Yeah. He already deflected by with the Kim Jong Un story. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about that Kim Jong Un story now. Donald Trump has accepted uh, an offer to meet with Kim Jong Un. Here is what South Korea's national security advisor had to say. I told President Trump that in our meeting, North Korean leader Kim Jong Un said he is committed to denuclearization. Kim pledged that North Korea will refrain from any further nuclear or missile tests. I'll be honest with you, I need the subtitles. I don't know what he, I don't know what he said just now. They're not going to meet. In I other words, he accepted too. the invitation to meet with Kim Jong-un at a place and time to be determined. So that's the plan now. Even though the two of them have been going back and forth with the insults nonstop, Somehow, some way, I guess they've decided to sit down. Where did they meet, though? Did they, they, did they meet in America? Did they meet in uh, South Korea? Nah, they got to meet somewhere like a, in a, like in the middle, safe South place. Korea? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Where did they meet? Like, did they meet in a neutral location? Well, Def- definitely have to be neutral. They're going to decide that. They haven't decide, determined what that place is going to be yet. So. Well, I'm not mad at diplomacy. I would rather have them sit and work things out instead of threatening and throwing nukes at each other. My question is, will Dennis Rodman be there? Probably not. No, I don't think so. All right. In addition, in uh, just a couple of weeks, you can expect these tariffs to take place. And that is on steel imports. 25% tariff on steel imports and 10% on aluminum, except for Canada and Mexico. So that's going to happen in 15 days. And a lot of companies will be affected. A lot of U.S. companies are going to be affected by these tariffs. In other words, bear cans. They're going to be more expensive because the tariffs will be in effect. Mm-hmm. Auto part manufacturers, Boeing's, Caterpillar's, uh, construction equipment, Campbell's Soup Company, Craft Breweries. There's a lot of companies that are going to be affected that are American companies. Ford, General Electric, General Motors, uh, oil companies, Whirlpool, all of those That's saying expect companies. a war. They're saying uh, countries outside are, are going to be putting tariffs on their stuff as well. So yes, trading U.S. allies are yeah. upset now with these tariffs. So they're saying it will be an economic disaster, but it's mm. also a security disaster for us. We want to build our ships. We want to build our planes with steel and aluminum from our country, according to Donald Trump. Uh, so he says this has been a long overdue problem. See, Wakanda don't have this problem. Wakanda go, nope. got vibranium. You know what I'm saying? They got the market cornered on the most precious metal in the world. Oh, my goodness. All drop right. On, drop on the clues bombs for Wakanda. Always one step ahead of the curve. Okay? All right. And by the way, the only storm we acknowledge today is uh, Storm Reed from Wrinkle in Time. Okay? Not Stormy Daniels. All right. <laughs> Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you need to vent, you could call us up. Or if you just want to spread some positivity, you could tell them why you're blessed. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Marco from New Haven, Connecticut. Hey, Marco, get it off your chest, bro. Yo, Charlemagne, I'm mad at you, bro. Okay. 
Talk to me. serious, man. What's good with you and Lil Zan, man? Lil Zan fire, man. He Who the hell is Lil Zan, man? Lil Zan, the kid you gave Donkey the day yesterday. Oh, oh, what about him? He just left his own opinion, man. Come on, I bro. I mean, listen, listen. You can have. You can. You can. You gotta listen to half the music he come out with. Far. Betrayed. He didn't give it to him. I, I, I don't care. I, I didn't, 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 didn't give it to him today because of his music, though. I mean, listen, you can have an opinion, but your opinion can be dead wrong. You do know that, right? Like, it's one thing to say you think Tupac's music is boring. Cool. Music is subjective. But to say that Tupac is number two on the clout scale, do you know what the word clout means, sir? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrong for that, though. But that's why he got donkey today. Yeah, 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 but he wrong for that. He was wrong for that at the end of the day, but still, you got to give his music at least a try, man. Don't just say... About his, it wasn't about his music. It was about music. what he said. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm OD'd on Littles right now. I like Little Uzi because I've seen him perform. He's a great performer. And I was listening to Little Yachty this morning. You like Little Wayne? But that's old school. Little Wayne, Little John, that's my era. The new, the new Littles, I, I got I to gotta fill on those right now. Little Uzi and Little Yachty, that's as far as I go. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's T calling from the D. Hey, mama, get it off your chest. I'm mad because I hate when you have a personal friend and you guys have an issue. And instead of them calling you, they put it out on Facebook. It just makes me so mad. Yeah, that's that corny. is true. Yeah, that's, that's kind of corny. Pick up the phone and call me if we if we really cool, bro. <laughs> exactly. I woke up to this morning to a Facebook status about me. Like, why didn't you just call me? You fucked my best friend for fifteen years. But you years. sure you're not being sensitive? I know sometimes people see Facebook posts like I know they talk about me, but it ain't really about was it you. Subliminal. Yeah, it was. So maybe it's not. <laughs> it might not be about you. I'm her only bestie. Like, and I, I will say <laughs> this: the subliminals you think are about you say a lot about you. That's true. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Angel. I'm calling from Richmond, Virginia. Hey, Angel. Get it off your chest, Mama. Yes, DJ Envy. I'm actually upset with you today. Why are you mad at me, Mama? Because, like, I know that today is Biggie's death anniversary. But my thing is, it is also Bow Wow's birthday. I want to hear a little uh... Bow Wow mix. Today. Name five Bow Wow songs and I'll, and I'll get some Bow Wow on for you, Mama. <laughs> I can't do five. Okay, uh, take you home. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look at you. You want a Bow Wow mix. That you can't is name You can't even do a Bow Wow mix. And it's not It's not, It's not. not. Uh, Biggie's fault. Yeah, come on. That was my first love. You, you have to get at least two Bow Wow songs in a mix. Yeah, today. but ain't nobody told Bow Wow to be born on the day Biggie died. No, 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 no. Ain't, nobody told, ain't nobody told Bow to do that. Come on now, just two songs. I love I love Bow, but I can't mix Bow Wow with it. No, nope. Biggie. Bow should. Okay, can we get like a little Bow Wow song like throughout the day? How about we give we give you a little bark right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, thank, thank you, Bow. Have a good day. Bow Wow should have been born on the eighth. Bow Wow should have been born on the eighth or the tenth. Oh my goodness. Hello, who's this? Hey man, what's going on? Mr. Shaw calling from Texas. I'm mad about this aluminum tariff tax situation. Man, we get the low, the lower income beer companies have to buy um, aluminum, and that will put them out of business if they have to raise the price on their beer to the American people. I don't think people care what they drink beer out of, sir. I mean, they would when a when a regular pack of beer was ten dollars one day and it's fifteen the next for a twelve pack. But they can buy it in a bottle. Bottles are more expensive than cans. Oh, they won't drink. 
The aluminum, everybody gonna really be affected when they go over to somebody's house for a nice little cookout or something, and ain't nothing to wrap up the, bar, the, the barbecue you want to take home because it's too expensive. That's when people are really no gonna fall. feel it. No fall. There you go. See, you know what we do, Charlemagne? We bring our own down Tupperware to our bar. We smart Negroes. There you go. There Negro. you go. <laughs> Thank you, bro. All right, man. Bye. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we'll talk about Rick Ross. We'll give you an update on how he's doing. And they've also released the 911 call, which sounded pretty scary. Also, who is Apple Music's most streamed woman? Well, we'll tell you who's number one on that list. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, guys. It's a Friday. Hey, it is. Quick question before we get to the rumors. Talk to me. What's your favorite B.I.G. joint? Favorite Biggie song ever? Hey, Probably My Downfall. That's one of my favorites. I, I don't have a favorite. I mean, it's hard because it's, the vibes are different. What you about know? you, yeah. Like, of course I like I Got a Story to Tell. Story I to like tell. the original One More Chance. Not mm. the remix, mm-hmm. the original. Mm-hmm. When mm. it comes to sex, some similar like the, to the thriller of Manila. Honey's Call Me Bigger. The kind of filler. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, still... I a bunch of big joints. What's beef? Who shot you? Yeah, who shot you? All right, I just said a couple. Goodness gracious, all of right. Of course I like this song with him and Little Kim. What do you do you when your man is untrue? Do you cut the... I like that I like that song. I need... All right, anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the uh, most streamed female artists. Listen up. It's Justin. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Apple Music, in honor of International Women's Day yesterday, released a list of the top 20 most streamed women. And guess who was number one on the list? Let me guess. Let me guess. I would say the brand of that mayonnaise is Swift. She's number two, actually. Really? Beyonce. Beyonce's number three. Rihanna. Rihanna's number one. Yeah! Drop one of clothes bombs for Rihanna, All damn right. it. That's island spices right there, not mayonnaise. Coming in at number four was Ariana Grande, Stop and Adele it. was number five. Adele is a big job, man. Stop it. All right, that's enough. Stop enough, calling, Stop saying that. All right, enough. Rick Ross, that 911 call before he went to the hospital has been released. It's a mail caller calling from Rick Ross's Miami house, and here's how it went. I need an ambulance here, ASAP. He was throwing up, looked like him. He's, he, I know he done had... Uh, uh, seizures before he took his medicine. He's not breathing right. He's in and out. He's been shaking real bad. He already was vomiting. And, well, he, he was going up a little light blood and stuff. Ma'am, he, hey, just, he just passed. He passed he just, out? Uh, no, he pulled it on himself. Why, why are 911 calls made public? I was, I was thinking the same thing. Why would they release why? those things? And why is that lady on the phone talking about, say what now? Would you? I got to repeat myself. I have told you everything that's happening to my man. Well, he posted, ain't nothing like home. I love y'all. So glad to see that he is home and hopefully feeling better. They're saying it was an undisclosed heart complication. And that's a scary situation, though, when you have to make a call like that and if all of those things are happening and you don't know what's going on that's and that crazy. person has had a history of seizures. I'm yeah. mad. I shouldn't have to hear that. Like, that should be personal. You should, They shouldn't release those. I don't see the point of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, never, I, have, I, have, I have yet to see the point. Not at all. Do, are call. all 911 calls made public? Yes. All right. Uh, Chris, I think uh, unless it's involved with a child, I okay. believe. Now, Chris Brown versus Vanessa Carlton. How did this even happen? Uh, first, Chris Brown posted Mood, this song lit forever, and he put this song up. This is my song. 
Well, Vanessa Carlton was not too happy about it. She posted... Uh, today, Chris Brown posted my video. I am now being repeatedly tagged to his account. Being that today's International Women's Day, I feel compelled to draw a line. I support survivors, not perpetrators of domestic violence. I do not want to be associated with an artist that has assaulted women on a day like today. Thank you. I thought that was a reach, man. Vanessa Carlton, you can't pick and choose who likes and buys your music and shares your music. Yeah, that was whack. And if there's anyone who should be showing love to women, it's Chris Brown. Like, he should definitely be showing people that he's grown and he's evolved and that he loves women. Yeah, so... I thought that was a reach on her part. It that wasn't was, that serious. That was a tough one. Uh, and he simply posted a, a part of the song playing on White Chicks and he captioned it, I love this song. And then he said to Vanessa Carlton, I posted a song that was and still is a great song and the artist felt she was doing her duty as a woman to continue to spread this kind of hatred today. I won't keep it up long. I just hope she knows she is loved and her song is great. Yeah, and Chris never lied about the domestic violence. He made a mistake. He said he made a mistake, right? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. She could have just left that one alone. It was a reach. It was a reach. But also, I can't tell her how to react to anything, so... She reacted how she reacted, what whether Chris, or not. What if Chris Brown would reply with a bunch of fist emojis? Stop no, it. Stop it. See, stop it, man. Why are you on one today, man? What are you talking about? Anyway, I'm Hedgie Lee, and that is your rumor report. Oh, you meant Black Power? That's what you meant? No, I'm just thinking about all the possible great news scenarios. That's what my mind is. You know what? Ways okay. that could have went left? Yes. You know what? When we come back, Ava DuVernay will be joining Drop us. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Queen Ava DuVernay. A Wrinkle in Time is in theaters today. I keep telling y'all it's the perfect daddy-daughter date. You should take your daughters to go see it, fathers, this weekend. But I cannot wait to build with Ava DuVernay. I, had, I interviewed her before, though. I interviewed her last week. Not last week. Uh, last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last summer at the BET Genius Talks. But she's a phenomenal person. She makes me want to be a better human being. All right. We'll kick it with her when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. And this is really a special guest. Envy says special guest for everybody, but this really is a special guest. Ava DuVernay. Queen Ava DuVernay. Hey, hey, how y'all doing? Welcome. How y'all doing? How's everything? Now, we see you had a lot of people, but it's okay. because No, I know. I walked rapper. in here like a... I know. I walked in here like, you know, I'm about to do a concert tomorrow. <laughs> well, we heard you're a rapper, so you have a posse with you. So, I, that, okay. so it's understood. Yes, yes. That's right. <laughs> Make sure she's not in here to threaten us. Nobody said anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to walk out in the middle and just, <laughs> you know. We're we in this moment, this uh, black renaissance in TV and film. What does is, what is Wrinkle fit into all of that? You know, Wrinkle is 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 um, a, a big part of it. Like, I was just out in L.A. with, ah, just beautiful right now. Lena Waithe and Issa and Ryan Coogler and... Um, Angela Bassett and uh, and I mean you look at all the shows Underground and um, uh, Queen Sugar, uh, Queen Sugar and Insecure and Lena's show and, and Shy. the Shy and uh, Mara Brock Akil's got a new show coming out uh, called Love Is which is really cool and is this film as well and television Barry Jenkins has another film coming out Steve McQueen has another film coming out he did 12 Years a Slave mm-hmm. but the bottom line is you can count all those people in two hands you know, mm-hmm. and so while we are um, kind of in a moment where we can all see each other, there needs to be a lot more. And you know, it really, when you talk about Brown, you're not seeing you know uh, enough attention paid to Latino creators, uh, you know, Asian creators. You ain't never seen no Native uh, American, American people. Creator. You know, what do, what do they see on TV? Nothing. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's part of this film is trying to show as many people as possible because we think we 
aren't seeing those representations, but imagine imagine everyone else. There's just a lot more to do. Now, let's go back. Yeah, How did you get into directing in films? I didn't pick up a camera until I was 32, mm. uh, which is really old in director years. Unless it's you like know you're gifted, years. though. Well, um, I didn't go to film school, so it was uh, really uh, improbable that I would ever have made it. See, Ryan Coogler, who's a great friend of mine who directed Black Panther's 31. He's on his third film. Right. I didn't pick up a camera until I was 32. And what gave, See, you, what gave you that to pick up a camera? I was just trying it out, just playing with it. I was on these sets. I was a publicist. So I was a publicist for other filmmakers, and I would be on the sets, never with a woman, never with a black person. Mm -hmm. And I uh, was watching people direct, and like, I can do that. I feel mm. like I can do it. Um, I never thought it would be uh, living from it. I just picked up a camera to enjoy it for myself, mm -hmm. see what I can make. And I just kept making things. You know kept what I making think things. is great? Even your background doing PR yeah. and uh, being on sets and everything, that's just helpful for when you did decide to do it. Because yeah. Yeah. having that skill to be able to do PR for someone else's movie, imagine trying to do that for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. having those connections already in place, too, it kind of all fits together. Yeah. I didn't make as many connections, but what I did was I was watching them. Mm -hmm. That's why I tell people, if you can't go to film school or you can't afford it or you, you're older and you don't want to go back... Just get yourself on a set, set so you can observe. Because right. that's really, you know, film school, I was able to stand close to directors. Um, uh, I didn't go to film school, but I was able to stand close to directors on sets and watch what they did right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Most of what I learned was what I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yelling at people, right. being unorganized, you know. So it was a good school, but it was just a different route. Your story is interesting, though, because, like, a lot of people always come in here and they be like, I knew I always wanted to be a director. Oh, right. But you right. did PR, you did journalism. Yeah. You ran yeah. a blog, or any of those things you're passionate I never thought that I could be a director. I didn't even know, first of all, that ladies could be a director. I mean, really, in my mind, I didn't mm -hmm. see anybody doing it at that time. Now I know there were amazing black women filmmakers doing it, but at the time, only black director I feel like I knew it was Spike Lee and John Singleton. Mm. And they just felt super, you know, they're, they're guys. So it wasn't something as a little girl I looked up to. So that's why when I have the Barbie in my likeness with the yeah. director's chair, or now black black girls like, and brown girls know directing is a possibility, Absolutely. right? They see Patty Jenkins and do Wonder Woman, they see it. So... You know, I believe in if you see it, you can be it. Yeah, because it's yeah. interesting to be the first for a lot for yourself. You know, the first woman to direct a a film with a budget over $100 million, the first yeah. black woman to do something like that. It feels like, why is it 2018? I know. I know people say those things like, like it's a source of pride. I know it's a source of pride for some people, but for me, it's like, for the industry, like, aren't y'all embarrassed mm -hmm. that it's 2018? Like, they'll say it when I walk out on the stage, and it's like, you might want to keep that on the low, that it's <laughs> 2018 and this is just now happening. Um, so, yeah, it's a bittersweet thing when I hear it. Because I know I know it wasn't, wasn't any of my doing. It's only because the industry decided to pay attention to somebody right now, and I started, I, I happen to be here. There's amazing black women filmmakers been doing this forever. Mm -hmm. But people really love you. I, I was on a, a flight with you coming from uh, New Orleans. And um, I, at you the was top, in first class, he was in class. Why didn't you say hello? No, we were all in first class. And I didn't know who you were. And okay, well, that's why. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I, I, like, I why is everyone talking to her? <laughs> but everybody kept coming up to you and they kept complimenting you. You're so nice to stand there. Amari was on the flight. Uh, it was a bunch of actors, A level, B level, C levels. It was everybody on that flight was just so complimentary about who you were and how you were such a pleasure to work with. And you don't usually get that from everybody. And I was just a fly on the wall, just listening. Mm. And I was like, that's pretty dope. She must be an amazing person. That's nice how to hear. Thank yeah. you for that. Piggybacking off him, how do you feel about being a, a celebrity director? Because you're a director, but you're also a star. Like, you won Entertainer of the Year at the NAACP that Awards. Was, that's... That doesn't happen for every director. So mm -hmm. how do you feel about the fame side of it? I, 
I think it's a new a new piece of it. Uh, maybe I just feel maybe the last year actually, where um, and so it's different, but. You know, you yeah. made some incredible things it's, happen. The fact that you got Sade to do that incredible song. I know. Sade of all people. Oh, you want to tell you how it happened? Please. Okay. So Disney said, who would you like to do the song? And this is before I'd even, you know, shot any of it. And I said, well, you're not going to be able to hear who I want. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, who? I said Sade. And they're like, yeah, we probably won't. <laughs> um, but we can get you an address. We can get a letter to her through the manager to the to the direct, like, country home in London address. An old was, school letter? Old school handwritten letter. <laughs> Not even an email? No. Nothing. <laughs> so I wrote, the, I did an email too, but I also sent an actual letter. I, I think she got the email because, anyway, I put three days into this email and first I sounded like, oh my gosh, I love you, you're the soundtrack of my life. Then I said, oh, let me be cool. I've got a film, you know. <laughs> like, I was rewriting it like nine times. It's Sade. So anyway, I sent her the letter and literally within 24 hours she called me. Right. Wow. who you were? She knew who I was, and she called me, and it was her voice saying human words on the phone into my actual ear. What did she mm. say? Her speaking voice. It sounds like her singing voice. It was her. It was smoky and husky, and she was so sweet. Wow. And she was beautiful, and she called me a queen, and she said she loved Selma, and she really cared about the script and the movie, and she wanted to make uh, the story about this girl, and that she would do it. I'm going to wow. be honest. If, uh, what? If I already threw my my, my, my my shot at Oprah and she became my best friend, I would feel like I could be friends with anybody. <laughs> you could do anything in the world. Like, Shade should have been light work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was lucky. I was lucky, yeah. So we had a really, really nice um, collaboration. She wrote the song before we even shot the movie. Mm-hmm. So we p- put her lyrics of from the song into the dialogue of the mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. which is a kind of like the backwards way to do it. Usually the song comes at the very, very end. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she was great to work with and we've kept in great touch. She, I had a cold and she sent me like herbs and fruits and mm-hmm. berries and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know she, I think she's very yeah I mean that's why you look that way because you're like don't put crap in your body so anyway she's, <laughs> she's sweet all right we have more with Ava DuVernay when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club morning everybody it's DJ NV Angela Yee Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we have Ava DuVernay in the building Charlemagne now you were initially supposed to be the director for Black Panther yeah, they asked me. They asked me to consider making it. Um, I don't know, maybe three years ago. Why? Why didn't you? Because I wanted to make a story about a girl. Got you. Um, I really wanted to 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 make something that was girl focused. Mm-hmm. Cause I just come off Selma, mm-hmm. and Thirteenth. I felt like they were masculine. A lot of testosterone. Masculine yeah. and yeah, and so uh, so yeah, I wanted to make something that was more woman focused. And, and so I did you, love you, the women in Black Panther also. Though. Yeah, he that did a was great like job with it. We we direct, yeah. we uh, edited our films right across the hall from each other. Oh, that's nice. So I saw him. So you peeked over a couple times. He peeked in on you a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. We 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 would take walks around a lot and just take a breather. And I've known him for a long time, and uh, he's just a really good friend of mine. You, so. threw, you threw the alley to Ryan though. Like you you would you the one who recommended Ryan for Black Panther, right? Yeah. I don't know if I recommended him. Um, it was like a really short list because when you look at that space, like coming off of Creed, you know, the, the the studios are looking at who's made films that you know that have been successful that you could tell they can handle the next film at the next uh, budget level. And so, I mean, it's it's a pretty short list because there's not a lot of us making films. Mm. I mean, like I said, on two hands. So, so yeah, no, he was just coming off of Creed at that time, and I don't know, it was just a perfect, perfect film for him. I really felt like a black man should have made that film. I felt strongly that that film needed to be made by a brother because it, that was a central focus of it. So, um, 
So it happened, and it was fantastic. That's what I love about you. Like, you're so unapologetically black. You're so unapologetically woman. Like, you'll go in these rooms and say, no, this need to be a black woman directing. This need to be a black guy mm-hmm. directing. Do, mm-hmm. do they ever get mad at you? Like, do they ever call you biased or anything? Mm, I mean, maybe behind my back, but, gotcha. you know, not, not, to, not to my face, you know. How did uh, a wrinkle in time come across your desk? Oh, gosh. It was it was really lovely because they called me. And a lot of times in Hollywood, they want you to come in kind of mm-hmm. pitching and begging and asking. That's the way that it's kind of set up. Um, and this one was I was invited and welcomed into something that they wanted to do. So there's a brother over there, Tendo Nagenda, and he called me and said, look at the script. And uh, I'd never read the book. Uh, and he said, imagine the worlds that you can build. I was like, worlds? He's like, yeah, this girl hops planets. I was like, hops planets? How? He was like, Ava, read it, read it. I was reading it. And I was just like, this is dope. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a young black girl. It was a young girl. We made her black, um, but a young girl who hops planets and fights the darkness and flies and saves the universe. And she's not a superhero. She's not a Jedi. She's just a, a girl. I'm excited about this. I have three young daughters. Well, one How is, old are they? I have a, a 16-year-old okay. and a 4-year-old. The one oh, can't. Wow. The one year old can't go, but the 4-year-old is 16. I'm going to take them this week, and I'm, we're, we're excited about it. I tell everybody, it's the perfect daddy-daughter day. It is. I flew to L.A. to go to the premiere mm-hmm. so my daughter could see it oh. and meet Ava, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's good Good for good Because it's a whole thing. It's about a father-daughter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I keep asking my daughter. You, well, I don't want to give the movie away. Are you, were you nervous go, about the Will you come and look for me? Yes. Would you, you come, come and look, look for me? me? That's yes, what exactly. everybody says. Exactly. Well, everybody knows the story is about this father. It's really this absentee father. That's one of the reasons why, and to, to be honest with you. In, Not a black absentee father. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's why. Yeah. That's why I did it that way. Okay. Right? And so, um, and so, yeah. So he's gone, and she's got to go look for him, but he's out in the universe, so she got to go, go from him. planet to planet to find him. So all the dads are like, would you come look for me? Would you come look for me? Oh, what did like, say? Absolutely. She's like, first of all, you would never leave. That's yes. what she kept saying. I'm good. like, I'm glad you know that. <laughs> See, you know that's that. good. That's good. Now, with the budget of $100 million, did you ever get nervous with that much over your head at all? No, because it's like um, in L.A. we have a 99 cent stores. Do you all have that? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you that? But nothing's 99 cents. Family dollar, yeah. dollar general. Yeah, family dollar, yeah. dollar general, yeah. all yeah. those. Yep, yep. And so I love, that's one of my favorite places to go, like literally to this day. If you go into that dollar store, it's so like, much fun. my thing. And so um, it's like going into the dollar store, with, not with a dollar, but like with a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong. You spend in, you enjoyed yourself, you have an idea for something, you you can make it happen. And um, so it wasn't any kind of pressure or any kind of problem in the studio. Um, wanted to make a film for that amount, and I was happy to make it for, yeah, them for that amount. <laughs> yeah, I could do that for you. <laughs> what do you, yeah, yeah. you prefer, a big budget or small budget? You know what? At the end of the day, it's it's not different when you're running out of hours and the sun is going down and you still don't have your shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just, or the actor's just not connecting with it or... Or, um, you know, at the end of the day, all of the bells and whistles around it don't make a difference to what actually is happening between the actors in front of the camera. So I like that I can do both. Um, But I really, I I feel like I like uh, the mid-range films. Mm -hmm. Like, on Selma, we had no money. About $20 million. That ain't no money? Yeah, not for a huge... Yeah, okay. okay. No, it's not. $20 million, million, that was a period piece, so everybody had to be in period dress and costumes. You were doing beatings, marches, riots, all that stuff. Um, $20 million is the same amount of money they make like small romantic comedies with where just folks are sitting in rooms talking. Gotcha. And we were trying to do all this scale with it, so it's not it's not a lot. Um, I remember one time like on the on the big on the big uh, scene where they 
have the assault on the bridge. Mm -hmm. In real life, there were like 57 horses. And on the day I showed up, they were like, yeah, we have seven horses. Oh, I was nice. like, hmm, uh, how, how, did this how did this happen? They were like, yeah, we don't have any money. Horses cost that much? Yeah, horses cost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are, are you yeah. feeling any pressure because Black Panther made so much money? Do you think Disney's looking at you like, okay, well, you're the queen? No, you know, we, we, because we, that's a, it's a Marvel superhero movie. Absolutely. This is a kid's movie. That's the thing. This is a kid's movie, like, for 8 to 14-year-olds. Yes. True. You've seen it. It's mm -hmm. for the little ones. It's for young people. So that's very different than the Dora Milaje, you know, sexually coming out with their spears <laughs> to save them. You know what I right, mean? Right, like, right, right. this is about a little girl who just wants to find her daddy. And, um, and so, no, no, it's a different thing. I mean, Black Panther costs twice as much as ours, and... Um, and it's a different kind of thing. Yeah, I think Black Panther was a cultural moment. This is more of a family yeah, moment. Yeah, it's a family for kids and families. And it's, you know, something that we just want to be a classic that's just around for a long time. People may not even catch up to it at the theaters. It's one of those things where maybe it's cable, maybe it's 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 DVD, but I'm happy that it's in the world. I was reading an old L.A. Weekly article about you from 2012, and you said that uh, often films that are deemed positive, nobody wants to see them. But, but you do positive films, so why does your formula work? I don't know if it works. I mean, some of made, made, you made, made. You don't know if it works. Well, I mean, I think it works in putting out things that matter in the culture. But, you know, it's not like, you know, they, it makes, you know, a trillion dollars. Selma was a modest mm. film. You know, Queen Sugar is on a, a basic cable network. Um, you know, a Wrinkle in Time. You know, I, you, you don't make that to make it to be a, have a hit. Uh, I really you make it because Queen Sugar, that's my show. Queen Sugar, it's a yeah. small show. Some people watch it, some people don't. But I just think you have to put out positivity in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and people will find it. People who are looking for it. You're doing the Central Park Five story, too. Yeah, right? I'm moving to New York. Really? Okay. For like six months to make, yeah, Central Park Five. I hope it's in the summer. It is. Okay. I, hell, <laughs> you think I'll be out of here? I can barely handle today. Hey, it's good. Today's bad, though. Thanks, guys. Really but helpful. I am excited that you're doing that story. I think that's really important for us to talk yeah. about right now because I remember when all of that happened and all the propaganda that was put out there, even Donald Trump taking out that uh, huge advertisement. Yeah, that's disgusting. In the paper yeah. about the Central Park Five. What's yeah. been your experience talking to yeah, I've been working with, working with the brothers for about five, uh, two years now on it and, uh, and researching and getting to know them and writing the script. And, um, and yeah, they're, they're remarkable human beings and their stories should be told. It's not a documentary. It's a narrative. So we're casting now. you got to cast them as boys because they were 13, 14, 15 yeah. when it happened, when they were accused and convicted of a crime that they did not commit. Do you remember that as a kid? I you, do. You do. I remember yeah, it. it. Huge. You know I remember it? Because they kept talking about the word wild, wilding. Wilding. Wild. And, I, yeah. and I remember, but they called it wilding. Wild. Yeah, wilding. And, 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 and I remember watching TV and I called my cousin who lived here and I was like, what's wilding? Mm -hmm. And she was like, it ain't no wilding. It's called wilding, wild, right? Yeah. And they got it wrong. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking, golly, they're just like taking our words and 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 Ruin putting them. new yeah, putting new meaning onto them because they they said that wilding meant packs of black kids yeah, remember, went out yeah. doing. It's like it's just you wilding out. It's not that serious. Mm -hmm. So I remember that so distinctly. And uh, so no, all that stuff we explore in the film and casting now, and we'll be shooting it here in New York in the summer. All right, we got more with Ava DuVernay when we come back. We got to talk about her being a rapper. Yeah, she used to rap. We'll talk about it. Keep it locked. It's Drake. Find your love. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We still have Ava DuVernay in the building. Charlemagne? You consider yourself an activist? Uh, I guess so. I mean, I think an activist is just someone who speaks out. Right. Um, not afraid to, to say what's on their mind. People do that in all kinds of ways, especially now with social. But yeah, I guess so. Do you consider yourself an activist? Nah, I don't know if I want that title. 
Why? What is it? Uh, what are the associations I, 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 for you? I, I think people have a, a certain expectation when you label yourself an activist, and I'm, I may not be at every protest. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, I may not, I may not be familiar with every cause. Like, I, but that's you know, impossible for anyone, even for someone they who does consider though. themselves an like, activist. They mm-hmm. expect you to be on the front lines of every of everything. I don't know. I mean, I think of a lot of people that I consider you an activist. Um, and I consider a lot of people who aren't necessarily, because now there's other ways to protest right. than marching, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's really just about, if you have a platform, you lift your voice, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, so you all do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to re, sometimes we have to reframe and redefine these words that have become, uh, Problematic in some ways. We take like the them back. Problematic. Like the word problematic. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't pro- you yeah. like problematic? Uh, problematic and woke? Oh, I can't and you don't like the word diversity. When people- I don't like the word diversity. I also don't like the word moist. But that's a different word. Moist? <laughs> what is that? Because that's a horrible word. Why? It doesn't even sound good coming out of your mouth. It sounds good like a cake moist? is moist. No, it doesn't. That's the worst like word. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Why do you hate the word moist? <laughs> no, don't say it. Yeah. But why? Oh, what it's the- horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I just what? don't like it. I don't like when people yawn out loud. Mm-hmm. Don't yawn out loud, people. Anyone that hears that my voice. That makes you want to yawn right? Don't yawn out loud like so that you can hear. Oh, like, mm-hmm. that's horrible. No, I have those little habits. Like, it's a cameraman. Time. Not him, but it's a guy named he Steve. All the time. He, he won't blow his nose. I'm like, yo, why are you saving your snot? You blow your nose. <laughs> yeah, he snorts all the time. Pet peeves. It's uh, serious. Moist nose. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 you interned on the, on the uh, OJ trial. I did. Now, how was that? I was young. I was like 19 years old. I got this job with CBS News. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is it. Like, I got this internship with CBS. I'm gonna about to be, I'm about to be a journalist, mm-hmm. for real, for real. They were like, here's your packet. And it was an address to one of the jurors' houses. And they wanted me to sit outside and just, like, watch who came and went, look at, you know, see what was going on in the trash, the mail, like, just see who came there. You was like an investigator. Ah, I guess. But there were interns from all the networks sitting out front. So they had, like, all these young people. (laughs) Yeah, and we were just looking at each other like, okay. And, um, and yeah, no, that made me not get into journalism because I, I thought I'd be like the black woman, Walter Cronkite, and I was, like, digging through trash. I was like, I'm cool. <laughs> you was 19 yeah, yeah. during the riots? Yeah, I Why was... didn't you go out wilding? Wilding. I didn't wilding. <laughs> you didn't partake in the riots? Those weren't... The trial and the rebellion were not at the same time. Rebellion. I like that uh, word. Oh, words matter. That's what words matter. Like yes, word. yes, yes. But, you know, I was, I was, I was out and about. You did. <laughs> that's how you got your first camera to shoot your first camera. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you got it from. Now, I was listening to Sway Show, and, yeah. I, and I realized you were a rapper. Mm-mm. A rapper named Eve That MC. wasn't even me. That was you. I heard that was, the rap. But that wasn't me. Oh, that wasn't you rapping? No. That wasn't me. Sway said it was you. <laughs> well, I'm going to assume that you were, okay. obviously, my mic sounds nice, so you were I loved. I, I love hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. My first two films were about hip-hop, two documentaries that nobody saw, but... Um, but yeah, no, I, I love it. And I want to see that Roxanne Shantae one. I do. I really want to see it too. It looks good. I just met the actress of that uh, out during Oscar week. Somebody introduced me to her. But uh, that's why I was so like stunned when one day I pick up the phone and it was it was Jay Z's voice on the other line saying, "Do you want to do a video?" Because Charlamagne could have set a test. 
And you all can too now that I'm here. I'm really a nerd, like a big nerd. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah, I'm nerdy. Feud video, I'm nerdy. I'm nerdy. I don't think so. At I all. love it though. I'm I'm just nerdy, right? So nothing wrong with being a nerd. It's actually yeah, it's cool. nothing wrong with it, Charlamagne. I think you're cool with that. <laughs> okay, I mean, but nerds can be cool too. Mm-hmm. So um, my my thought was, I don't know if I can make something cool enough for them, right? Because I'm not gonna have like cars or not that he makes that those kinds <laughs> of like <laughs> girls or whatever. But um, uh, but yeah, so so it was really really fun to do it and he gave me a lot of freedom to do it but it, it reconnected with me with my love of hip hop mm-hmm. yeah now I'm getting calls from everybody to do videos to do videos now yeah it's like no I'm, I make like, movies I was one I think that might, might be my first and last unless Sade wants to make a video you still got a lot of connection with hip hop though because I always say uh, Common should be thanking you every day because I feel like every award he got <laughs> is because you put him in the position to get the award yeah, well, yeah, that's my connection to hip-hop, too. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, sure. now, you also directed 13th, which was critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. But do you think it changed anything in the actual judicial system? Uh, well, unfortunately, I think it could have, but, you know, our our leadership changed. Mm. And so almost everything that we talk about in that has backslid about five years. And every year that passes with the current administration, that um, that issue becomes more and more intense. Like, it was a moment where things were kind of progressing slowly, um, but that's all been reversed now. So it's, it's, I even watched the 13th now and a lot of, towards the end of the film where we're talking about solutions, a lot of that doesn't even exist anymore. You, same you're, way. you're not afraid to speak out ever. Like you ever, you know, they always say, oh, you don't want to offend your, your connects in the industry. Um, I don't know. Probably uh, there's some things I, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, the other day said, um, I'm not going to say white people anymore. Because the colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say white people anymore because whenever I see it in a headline, like whenever I see white people say the words white people, it becomes a headline. Ava DuVernay said white people. And it looks negative um, when I'm just talking fact or I'm just talking about whatever. Right. So I decided I'm going to say Caucasian people. Well, your friend mm. over there has another right. term. You want to tell him what you, just, what you call just, him? Oh, no. Well, it depends. If you're a racist bigot, I call you a crack-ass cracker, white dog. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if, if you're a racist bigot, I don't just say now, it Ava, don't as please, a general let's just, term. Let's delineate that these are coming from Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> from Charlotte. <laughs> don't I cannot co Don't yes. say Ava Duvernay. Yes. But no, just the idea of, you know, of, 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 of white folks or white people. There's something in the words that whenever I see it associated with my name, I think people automatically feel like I'm saying something negative. So I started saying Caucasian people, it's softer. Mm-hmm. And it's less... <laughs> it's softer. It's, it's, mo- it's moist. It's moist. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, because I'm just... I, I, I talk a lot in terms of white and black and what's going on in cultural politics. And, uh, and so your point gets obscured by words that are taken in the wrong way. But it's crazy now. We're in a political atmosphere where even saying white people becomes... You know, something that in the in my industry anyway, people talk about like she's talking about white people. But what's the biggest hurdle that Ava DuVernay faces at this point in the industry? Um, I don't know. There's no black woman that I can look at who and say, "Oh, I'll do it like her." Right. You know, because you're you're that person. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of black women that I look at and say, "Wow, their work is incredible." But, um, you know, the ones before me haven't been given a chance to make films consistently at a certain with a certain exposure. Mm -hmm. So there's no one to look at and say, "I'll do it like that." I can look at some black men and I can look at some white women, but there's not a black woman that I can look at, or even a woman of color that I can look at and say, "I'll call her and see how to do this." But what's great is you haven't let that stop you at all. Yeah, trying to figure out figure it out on my way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trying to figure it out on. So what inspires you? 
Uh, young people, really. And I wouldn't have said that before. I don't have kids by choice. I'm not a kid person. Never. You don't want kids? No, I never Why wanted not? Since I was little, I never wanted kids. My mother said, it'll change. I was like, okay, maybe it'll change. Got older. She's like, when you find the right person, I was like, okay. Found the right person. Still don't want kids. Like, you just... This and that's a big I deal because people act like, because I don't have kids yet either, and I'm not saying I'm not going to, but people act like it's such a big deal. Like, oh, why didn't you do this? Why yeah. aren't you married with kids? What's wrong with you? And uh, Yeah, I just, I'm better with kids when they don't live with me. Mm. And you can That's correct. Yeah, that's well, correct. Five if you I need to five. borrow. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. 16, 14, 4, 3. You might one. need a couple for taxes. That tax bracket right now. For real. But young people... Um, I still love to be around, especially in this film, and even in, in, in CP5, you know, those kids, the beginning of the story, they're 13, 14, 15, so I'm looking at a lot of black boys right now for that. And um, and it definitely, uh, they inspire me because I look at them and I say, if we can get it right with them, then by the time, you know, when we're old and we need some taken care of as a country, as a family, as a community, we've got some kids that, um, that will understand legacy that they uphold and understand the things that we need mm -hmm. you create empathetic solid strong kids now so um so yeah no that's what this film is it's really a love letter to our kids uh to focus on the things that matter i thought about this with you and oprah i was like if oprah and ava had kids i read both of y'all didn't want kids i don't think y'all would be as selfless i almost mm. feel like the universe needs y'all to we're like all your children you know right. I mean? Oh, that's kind. That's kind. Yeah, I mean, imagine if she had a kid. First of all, that kid. I mean, what if oh. Oprah had a kid? Oh. It's just like you wouldn't even like that kid. You know, you'd be like, <laughs> be like damn, you're Oprah's kid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you'd be so salty with that kid. Um, so yeah, no, I think there's something about it. Um, for me, anyway. I just know when I come out, come home at night, like, and it's selfish. I just. I just want to be alone. Well, we, we thank you for coming. She has to go, guys. She, yeah. she got things to She's do. very busy. Every time I, comes I got one out. question, because you told me once that Asada Sakura was your passion project. Yes. Are you getting any closer to getting that I, done? I really want to do that. No, because Central Park 5 was my current passion, but that's something that I really want to turn my attention to eventually. Um, I first have to get her permission and connect with her. And even if it's not me directing it, I want to support that film being made. Do you know the story? Yeah. I mean, her life is incredible, and it's, it would be an, an incredible film. Um, is that legal? Can you talk to her? Because she's a <laughs> quote-unquote so-called fugitive. She's not a fugitive. She's not. I thought she was. I a, no. She was cool. Yeah, I thought she was a she's fugitive in Jersey. Cool. I think they still got warrants for her in Jersey. That's what I thought. I don't know. Uh, they call her a fugitive. Yeah, I, yeah. Right? I don't think she's a fugitive. Right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's yeah. the word for that? What's What's her word for that? No. What's the word? What's our word? Yeah. I don't know, freedom fighter, freedom revolutionary, mother of the revolution. There you go. Um, so heck yeah, we can talk to her, and people have. I just need to make the pilgrimage and you know see what she wants, and and, uh, and thank you for reminding me because I definitely want to do that. Right. Yeah. Let's put it into the universe. I feel like I haven't been hip hop enough, cool enough. Um, you I, are I you. feel like I Stop. haven't been fun enough, Stop. controversial enough. No. All right. Well, I, we I, I wanted you guys to say something crazy to me. I walked now. out. All right, I just dropped. We want you to rap. No. Right now. Thank you and goodbye. Everybody. <laughs> Had a good time with you. You sure you want something controversial? No. I just, you sure you want? She's kidding, guys. Just kidding. She's kidding. Bye, folks. Wrinkle in time out this Friday. Take. Your children. This yes. Friday, go check it out. A wrinkle in time. Yeah. Thank you, Ava DuVernay. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's hey. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Hey, salute the Queen Ava DuVernay for coming through. Absolutely. Wrinkling yeah. time is in theaters today. Uh, take your kids, man. I, I, it's the perfect daddy daughter date. Me and my daughter saw it. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't have kids, then what? Just uh, go see it? Or no? Eh, you might look a little weird in there by yourself. Gotta go support, though. <laughs> Gotta go support somehow, yeah. some way. I yeah. mean, I think it's important for people to go and support. So more of these movies get made and support Ava DuVernay. Absolutely. Listen, you I got nieces, that. nephews. I love Ava God DuVernay. God kids. Ava DuVernay is a Can light. you go on a date? To go see it? Yeah, you go on yeah, a date. Yeah, yeah you go on a date. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to have kids to go, right? It's better. If, I, I think kids in, will enjoy it, though. Okay. A lot more than an, an, an adult would. You, you'll enjoy it if you take your kids with you. But I will say, Ava makes me want to be a better human being. That's Absolutely. Good. We yes. appreciate that. All right, well, let's get to the <laughs> rumors. Up here. What's the week? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk Richard Price under the rumors. <laughs> this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, yesterday on Showtime at the Apollo, things didn't go so well for Mason Pryor. That's Richard Pryor's son. If you recall, we played this yesterday, and of course it aired yesterday also, but here it was the bombing. Everybody here in America knows the code. If you get caught cheating, you gotta cut your side thing loose. Donald Trump's still on the phone at the White House talking to Russia. (laughs) Hello? Hey, no. No, I want to talk to my man right now. You go get my poop. Is that you, my Putin? I love you so much. I love the way your name comes off my lips. Boom. Let's have some respect. Have some respect for yourself and have better but he jokes. Said, he said boo. He said boo? Like, like you talking to me? What? You know who I am? <laughs> he <laughs> earned all those boos. I don't care who your daddy is. Well, he's still going to stick with it. Here's what he had to say. This was my first big, you know, opening show. So when I went out there, the first thing I did, I'm looking at the crowd, the lights and everything. I'm like, wow, this is really nice, guys. This is going to go great. And you can kind of tell halfway through that, like, that first Donald Trump bit, I'm like, all right, this is taking a really long time to get to the end. Like, <laughs> okay, guys, you got it. Now you can make jokes about that forever. Listen, right? if at first you don't succeed, you try again. I'm not mad at him. You have I, to. You yeah. gotta, And you got to go right away. And that, keep that, going. That's why it's bo- the boos make you better. The shame of that will make him better. The Hopefully, funny, yeah. The funny spot, he said, boo. <laughs> he like, said, you have some respect. <laughs> yeah, we do have respect for your daddy, but not for your jokes. All right, well, what's happening next on Netflix? It looks like Barack and Michelle Obama may be getting their own show. Now, according to reports, they're going to produce a series of high-profile shows and provide exclusive content on a global level. The focus of the shows will be on highlighting inspirational stories, but they said one show will have Barack moderate conversations about topics that dominated his time in the White House, things like health care and things like climate change. So we'll see. I'll watch that. Yeah. I mean, that'll be exciting if this really happens. Mm -hmm. They were for about a half a million. (laughs) (laughs) More than that. Boo! All right. Now, Rachel Dolezal also has a documentary coming to Netflix, and people are outraged over that. Why? If you guys remember, Rachel Dolezal was the former president of an NAACP chapter. She was born white, but she... Says she's black. Identifies as black. Can you do that? Is that? She did it. Okay. So I guess you can do anything you want. So people were going in on Netflix because of this. They said Why? there are thousands of fascinating women with incredible stories to tell who deserve attention. She is not one of them. You out your damn mind. Uh, the story of a transracial in America, a white woman who thinks she's black. You tell me a better story. New York Times columnist Charles M. Blow wrote, oh, hell no, when performing blackness gets more attention than actually being black. Well, here is a trailer from this Rachel Dolezal documentary. I really do not want to focus on this for the rest of my life. 
Do you think I do? Why don't you just let it go away? When something gets destroyed, you have to rebuild it. It's called rebuilding. This is going to affect read, more than just your life. Some people read and say, yeah, what happened affected more than just my life. If somebody has hope, don't take that away from them because maybe I'm that's not. all they have. Trust me, it is going to bite me in the ass. How old is his son? He sounds like a mumbo rapper, right? But why, why y'all acting like y'all not going to watch this? First of all, we, I didn't say we created the monster named Rachel Dozal. Y'all could have ignored Rachel Dozal a couple of years ago. It was too good. Which, exactly. It was too so good. So why y'all acting like y'all not going to watch this show? Y'all the reason she got the show. She said that she still identifies as black, and she says race should not be defined by one's DNA, but I guess what you want to identify yeah, with. Man, don't, don't. No, boy. <laughs> so the show is called The Rachel Divide. That's what that documentary is called. Well, the beauty of Netflix is you can choose to watch it or you can choose not to watch it. But I just want to know, did she get more than a half a million dollars? That's what I want to know. They said they didn't even pay her to do it, according to Netflix. They gave us a money. Yeah, she ain't do it for free. See how they do black women? They all <laughs> they, they do black women so... <laughs> Maybe she is black. Now she's so messed up, <laughs> My man. goodness. See how they do them over there All right, Netflix? well, that will be on Netflix on April 27th. I'll stand with you now, Monique, on that one. All Shut right, I'm Those all need to get her coins. And that's your rumor report. How do you do black women like that? Stop it. She's I don't want to ever hear black. you say get coins ever again. <laughs> please. Never want to hear you say that. Why can't I get my coins? Stop. Please I, don't say that. All right, chocolate milk. Who are you giving that donkey to? <laughs> Listen. Uh, we need 27-year-old Rand Shannon to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. And guess where Rand Shannon is from, ladies and gentlemen? The Bronx of Florida. You already know, Florida. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Also, we got to talk about what happened on that uh, morning show in D.C. Now, if you haven't heard, um, the question is, we're going to take it outside of that that morning show. 800 585 ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไ
having that happen while you're on your way to work. Like for me, I wake up in the morning every day at 4.20. I'm out the crib by 5. And that always makes me feel good because I know if I'm out the crib by 5, I'll be at the station by like 5.45. But nothing worse when you're cruising and you know you're about to be more than on time and then boom, mm. traffic slows to a crawl Mm-mm-mm. because of an accident. But here's the thing, all right? Here's the thing. Nothing pisses me off more than people who start blowing the horn and getting agitated when there is absolutely nothing any of us can do about said traffic accident. Okay? In those moments, you just have to remember your serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. When you are caught in traffic because of a traffic accident, you have to be wise enough to know that there's nothing you can do except for let emergency responders do their job. You can blow the horn all damn day. You can scream. You can curse. But it's not going to change anything until emergency responders get done doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But young 27-year-old Rand Shannon, okay, he didn't get that memo. And if it's anybody who should, who should have been patient and been a model citizen in, in, in that moment due to his circumstances, it was Ranch Shannon. But Ranch couldn't show discipline in that moment of being in a traffic accident because he's clearly not the highest grade of weed in the, in the dispensary. But it's not his fault because he's from Florida. Would you like for me to reveal why Floridian Ranch Shannon is getting donkey today? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Let's go to WCJB ABC 24 to report, please. Police arrested a man who honked repeatedly at first responders working on a traffic accident. Police approached 27-year-old Rant Shannon and smelled marijuana coming from his car. They said they found a loaded gun on him and multiple and a multitude of drugs, including five mason jars of marijuana and nearly 100 grams of cocaine. They also found $10,000 in cash in his waistband. There were other guns in the car to include an AK-47 and an AR-15. Oh, boy. Uh, all of that in the car. So why he decided to uh, alert the police's attention to him by honking his horn is still beyond me. That news report isn't even telling the whole story. Ranch Shannon, a convicted felon, <laughs> riding dirty, riding filthy. He had a loaded 9mm handgun, over 10 grand in cash, a 4-inch knife, an AR-15, 5 mason jars full of weed and hash, 94 grams of cocaine, 11 grams of amphetamine power, 16 uh, Xanax uh-huh. and oxycodone pills, and he had another book bag full of weed and edibles, and in the trunk, he had four more handguns, an AK-47, ammunition, bolt cutters and gloves. Ranch Shannon, who in the name of Grand Theft Auto was you going to kill? <laughs> Where was he going? It sounds like you were providing all the drugs in Gainesville, but the fact you were acting like you was doing something normal like delivering pizza is so Florida. Drop one of Clues Bombs with Florida again. I I, I hate, <laughs> I hate to be the back in my day guy, but back in my day, <laughs> when you was riding dirty, trafficking drugs or guns, you was cautious as possible. You made sure your tags were scraped. You made sure your license and registration was scraped. You didn't drive a car that would bring attention to you. That was the whole point when you were riding dirty. You wanted to bring as little attention to yourself as possible. But this Rant Shannon, impatient-ass Floridian, key word, Floridian, was riding filthy and decided to start blaring his horn while emergency responders worked at a traffic accident. Can we go to WCJB ABC 20 for the report once more, please? Just play it. Police arrested a man who honked repeatedly at first responders working on a traffic accident. Police approached 27-year-old <laughs> Rant Shannon and smelled marijuana coming from his car. They said they found a loaded gun on him and multiple and a multitude of drugs, including five mason jars of marijuana and nearly 100 grams of cocaine. They also found $10,000 cash in his waistband. There were other guns in the car to include an AK-47 and an AR-15, all of that in the car. So why he decided to uh, alert the police's attention to him by honking his horn is still beyond me. 
Why he decided to bring attention to himself when he was riding so dirty is beyond me, too. But the answer to that question is simply because he's from Florida. And what do I always tell you? The craziest people come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And all you Floridians who always say to me, Charlemagne, all people from Florida aren't crazy. Well, I'm going to give you the cherry on top of this donkey of the day. There's more? There's one more little piece that needs to be added. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-oh. According to the New York Post, Ranch Shannon, after being arrested, told authorities verbatim that he was a nice guy because he could have used the weapons against them. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I repeat, Ranch Shannon, after being arrested for all this stuff, told authorities verbatim that he was a nice guy because he could have used the weapons he got caught with against them. Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Florida. Please let Remy Ma give Floridian Ranch Shannon the biggest hee-haw. Wow. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. He's very dumb. Florida. Mm. No, he's very Florida. All right. You know, know, Florida. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Florida. Now, when we come back, we have to talk about what happened on... uh, Quick silver shout to him. His morning show, which is in D.C. The it's Fam called in the Morning. The Fam, the fam in, the in the Morning with 5'9 and Danny Starr. Now, to the people, what happened, ye? Well, apparently, uh, Danny Starr needed to get a new nanny because her nanny quit on her unexpectedly. She mm-hmm. has two kids. And she they talked about it on the show. Okay. And one woman had DM'd her. She was a very beautiful, attractive woman. And she said, I would never hire this woman as a nanny. Because she was attractive. Because she was too attractive, and she said she had a history. Her father cheated on her mom before. With the, with the babysitter, right? Right, and her well, own husband scarred. had cheated. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's scarred. She's insecure, rightfully so. So then, what happened? So I guess they went behind her back, allegedly, and called this woman up to the show, and the woman, as Danny said, ambushed her. The right. whole show ambushed her and on air, and they on had air. a big argument on air. We have a clip of it. Let's play a clip of it. I am not insecure, okay? I have been cheated on. I have been very open and vocal about my stuff. But I did to decide what happens in my household, okay? My daddy slept with a babysitter, so I know my situation. Danny, you are insecure. You're suffering from post-traumatic side chick disorder. Happens to the best of them. Right. So so we're asking, 800-585-1051, would you hire an attractive person to work for you? Would you, Envy? In my house? Mm-hmm. My house and, and regular life is differently. My house, no. No, it's no, in no. situation. Hell no, no, no. I'm not, okay. no. You know you're calling your nanny ugly right now. I just want you to know that. Oh, I thought you meant like a... a <laughs> nah, nigga, you just called your nanny ugly. I thought right? you meant you like just, when nah, I hire... Nah, 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 nah. A man to work in my house, a manny. Ugly. A manny. Okay. Would you Would you hire an attractive... My nanny is gorgeous. I didn't ask you that. I said, would you have... Tra- Why are you looking at I the nanny like that? I have hired an attractive that? nanny. She's amazing looking. I love her. Great, great human being as well. What? I didn't say anything. Okay. All right. Out here calling your nanny ugly. I didn't no say. I didn't say. You know what? You, <laughs> you know gotta what? Go home and look at her. You know what? Would you she... mind hiring somebody like a, a man to do the lawn or something like that that look like Trey Songs? I look like Boris Kojo. <laughs> or Boris Chestnut. <laughs> or Michael B. Jordan. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I almost said something racist just now. <laughs> and that's how I know I'm growing up. So you know what? 800 585 1051. Call us. I don't want to hear it. It's the Breakfast Love. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. That was Gucci Mane. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. 800-585-1051. Ladies, would you hire an attractive babysitter or nanny to take care of your kids? 
That is the question. Charlemagne said he has no problem with it. Uh, I do. I'm sorry. I don't want an attractive female. I don't want an attractive male. It's just... It's just Why not an attractive so female? Basically, you calling your nanny and babysitter's ugly right now. That's I'm what not. you're doing. Yes, I'm you saying are. they're not attractive. You're saying they're not attractive. That's they, what you're they, saying. They are, they are. <laughs> That's exactly what you just said. They, they are attractive. My baby, my nanny is very attractive, uh, and I appreciate her so much for, for caring for my kids. So, I don't if know... If you who, had to compare her to an actor, actress, who would you Yeah, which one would you want? Sophia Vergara. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right. I love my nanny. I love my nanny too. Okay. Absolutely. I don't know who y'all think y'all are calling your nannies and babysitters ugly. <laughs> Nobody said ugly. Yes, See, you, you did. Want, you always want to go too far. Hello, who's this? Oh, this is Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Would you hire an attractive babysitter? Hell no. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. Michelle. See, why not? Why not, Michelle? <laughs> That's just wise. You don't put no attractive female in the house with your man. You just don't do that. This is messed up, man. I'm going to tell you why this is messed up. Y'all about to give babysitters and nannies a complex. All the ones that get hired going to think they ugly as hell. So, you need a job, right? (laughs) Everybody needs a job. Thank you, Michelle. Hello, who's this? Victoria. Hey, Victoria. Would you hire an attractive babysitter or nanny? Yes, I would. Oh, you wouldn't mind? I wouldn't mind because, one, nowadays you can't tell if it's going to be a man or a woman. And two, I what? Just, well, <laughs> what'd you second. say? What? What'd you say? This went left. You said you now can't. T- it, you can't tell if it's if it's a hot woman. Okay, say that. Say it's a woman that's an attractive nanny. How do you not? How do you not know it's really a man? All right, I'm not playing where, that game. Where, where are you from? Sound like Alabama. I'm from. Jersey originally, but in Florida. You let, oh, okay. Oh, now oh, I get it. All right, you know. All right, thank I'm you, sorry, mommy. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I would never compare y'all to Florida. I just knew something was off a little bit. Florida explains it all. Hello, who's this? What's going on? What's going on? First of all, good morning. My name is Cheyenne. To be honest, it just depends on the on the on the person's self control. You know, you can think somebody's good looking, but it doesn't mean you have to act on it. You know, because right. I'm around a whole bunch of good looking people a day. You know, it's just all about how you carry yourself and if you're really true to your uh, significant But it's probably different, yeah. somebody that's in the house all the time. It's way different, somebody in the house, than opposed to working at a now, business. What, what he's saying is true, though, man. I mean, it ain't about whether or not the nanny is attractive. It's about you. Like, you know. If you're attractive? <laughs> no, I'm saying you, you, you can't just be pushing up on the nanny. No, you definitely can't, but I'm talking about a man. I wouldn't want an attractive man working in my house doing anything. I'm sorry, not so, for me. Does so, that mean that you're insecure? Yes, Okay. I just want everybody who ever goes to work on anything at DJ Envy's house, <laughs> from the pool people to the, the lawn people, he thinks you ugly. That's the only <laughs> reason you're employed there. Shut okay. up, man. 800. His five. manager, June. Wow, 800. Man. Bad <laughs> enough that you're looking down on people from your estate. Now you calling the people that work there <laughs> ugly? I didn't say that. Wow, 800 Would you hire someone attractive to work in your home? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're asking 800-585-1051. Would you hire someone attractive to work in your home? Hello, who's this? This is Jessica from D.C. Hey, Jessica. Would you hire someone uh, attractive to work in your home, a babysitter or nanny? So I'm actually a nanny in the D.C. area, Uh-oh. and I caught the show later on in the day. But basically... I don't think she's insecure. I think that she has the choice to hire whoever she wants in her home. As a nanny and as a woman that's been through something like that before, that's up to her to guard her her household. And a nanny job is so personal day-to-day. It's not like you're going into a workplace. 
even quitting a nanny job for a nanny is hard because it's mm-hmm. so personal. So I don't blame her at all. Um, by, hey, by the way, decision. by the way, you're wrong. She is very insecure. She's suffering from post-traumatic side chick disorder. She said her <laughs> father. She said her father slept with the babysitter, yep. and her man cheated on her with like a sitter or something. She's definitely insecure about that. Now let me ask and you a question. about learning from your past, Charlemagne. Now let me ask you a question. You worked in many houses before. Has a husband ever kicked it to you or pushed up on you? No, absolutely not. Okay. And if they did, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I would have to leave. I'm about to start my own nanny agency in the in the business in the area. So I'm kind of like, this is crazy right now. So, I think right. so, so do you, put, you have coming to your household, that is your decision. You, no matter right. what, whether it's a friend, a worker, a law, a, a guy. Right. You right. can decide that, that you want to hire an attractive nanny. That's that solicit. Your when you solicit for nannies. Well, I'm not an ugly girl. Let me just say that. I've been a nanny for seven years. You sound That's ugly. Cute. Listen, when you solicit for nannies. No, she doesn't. She sounds do you, cute. Do you put must be ugly as a prerequisite? No. No, not at all. Not at all. No, okay. it's, it's not even a matter really about the looks is about who gets who gets connected to the kids and, you know, who's, and, qualified. Comes, and you who's qualified you need some qualifications who knows how to handle the kids hello who's this good morning this is erica hey erica would you hire someone attractive to work in your crib as a nanny no me and my husband have this debate all the time he said when we have a housekeeper she gonna be a little young fine friend i say she gonna be an old lady named Oka from sweet <laughs> i'm not gonna have no young attractive person walk around in my house it's my house it's my face. There you that's go. That's right. Just you watch the hand that rocks the cradle. Go walking around being our manny. First of all, I would never hire a young nanny, but it would have nothing to do with looks. I wouldn't hire a young nanny just because I don't like all of that social media stuff, and I just don't feel like a young person would be focused on my children the way that they need to. I just think an older person is better. I love. I personally love older babysitters, older nannies. I've had older nannies and I've had younger nannies. This nanny's around 30 years old and she is the best nanny that I've had so far. She handles the kids amazing when I'm not there and um, she's right. great. So I, I have no problem. Yeah, it's probably more about personality. Pro- yeah, definitely about Take personality. Take them out, run around the with the kids. Yeah. She's not in the social media, not like that. And I got either. requirements. I want, when I wanted a nanny, I wanted a woman from the Caribbean and that's what I got. Okay. Hello, who's this? Good morning. My name is Uju from Houston, Texas. Hey, good morning, Mama. Now, we're talking. Would you hire someone attractive to be a nanny or a babysitter? Absolutely. I have a nanny for my daughter, and she's Brazilian. She's young. She's beautiful. I believe I am a beautiful person, so I don't want to be surrounded by people who are not. I don't think that you should judge someone just strictly how they look and their work ethics. If you find somebody who you can trust with your child, who you can you know, go out and not feel like somebody's going to hurt your child regardless of how they look, then you should go ahead and consider that person. If you have a fine man who wants to cut your grass and he does a great job edging the lawn, then why would you stop him from doing what he's good at? Right, right. I'm going to give him a bonus, too. Put yeah, it. then go ahead, and let, go ahead and open the window while he cuts the grass. No, However, that's right. No, because they be cutting the grass somebody, with their shirts off sometimes. If, if you do have somebody who you truly feel is going to interrupt your relationship because of how they look, then yeah, well then that's going to be on you to make the better decision, maybe have somebody who doesn't look as beautiful as yourself in order to take care of whatever needs you have around your home. Well, thank so you, it's Mama. Really individualized. Thank you. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is stop calling your nannies and babysitters ugly. All right? This is disgusting. <laughs> I am so offended this morning that all of y'all stop caught it. up here and just called Nobody all your babysitters and ugly. nannies ugly. That's Nobody, what I got from this Nobody whole conversation. said that. My whole thing is, it's your house, whatever makes you comfortable in your house. Mm-hmm. I want all you babysitters and nannies to go to your respective places today and look people in the eyes and say, oh, you think I'm ugly? Shut I up. want you to ask your, ask the people that you are employed with, do you think I'm ugly? Shut up. All right? Yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, OG. 
OJ Simpson. We've been telling you about this show that's coming out on Fox on Sunday. We have some more from his lost confession. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's talk about a hit TV show that is getting a movie now. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Report. This is the Rumor Report Talk to him. with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. That's right, girlfriends. Don't I'm, pl- I'm kidding, Charlamagne. Look, 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 look at him. Don't do me like <laughs> that. Don't do me like <laughs> that. Did you see his face? Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Why you almost got whiplash turning your head. I was like, what? Oh, my goodness. I just want to see if Charlamagne was paying attention. Was he? All right, it's actually The Sopranos. Okay. And they're, they're going to do a prequel. Sopranos is dope, man. They're Whoa. doing a prequel. Sopranos film. is dope. And that, listen to what it is, though. Okay, the working title right now is The Many Saints of Newark. So it's actually going to be based in Newark. If you, it's set in the 1960s in the riots between the African-American and Italian communities. So it's going to have some of the characters from the original series. Yeah, but Tony Soprano's dead. Yeah, yeah, it would man. be a younger version of him because it's a prequel. Oh, so yeah, no. he wouldn't have to okay. be in it, guys. Duh. All right. It's in the know, 60s. I'll watch it, but I'll, I'm not necessarily interested. That's not something I was, I was, I was clamoring for. You know, nah. That's well, been a over too long. I was a big fan too, but it's it's over. Girlfriends. Well, that's man. why it's a prequel, though. Uh, I mean, Sex in the City did their movie. F Sex in the City too. I want a girlfriends movie. All God right. Well, sorry, that's Mar- not here yet. Marab Brock Kill. I'm telling you, I don't know you, but we got beef. Marab Brock Kill. I love you, but we got beef until I get closure. We gonna get closure before we all die. Okay, another movie that's coming is the Dapper Dan biopic. I like to see he's getting see his just due now. He's got his star in Harlem, Gucci, and now he has a movie. Sony's developing the film. And it's actually going to be produced by Carmichael, Gerard Carmichael. Drop on the clues bombs for my guy, Gerard Carmichael. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out the connection, though. But I'm not mad at it. You know, whoever can get the story done can get the story done, you know? Right. So it should be uh, pretty exciting. If you don't know who Dapper Dan is, he was the one who would customize brands like uh, Louis Vuitton and Gucci for all the stars. And when you saw people wearing that, and then Gucci actually came back and made some of those. Ideas, yeah, yeah, stealing his ideas of him using their prints. So he posted the news on Instagram. Dapper Dan said, it's time to tell all from growing up with holes in my shoes and swimming in the Harlem River to crossing the River Nile in Africa in search of my identity. I came from nothing and God has blessed me with a partnership with Gucci, a book deal with Random House, and now a movie deal with Sony Pictures. Harlem and Africa, through the grace of God, have shaped my life. I wonder if he's going to show this uh, Mike Tyson fight in his store. Mike Tyson beat up uh, I think that was in front Mitch of the store, wasn't it? it was no, it was in the store. In the store? Yeah, it was in the store. I can't imagine how you store. couldn't have that you in there. You gotta have that in there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now Khalees has reportedly bought a farm. She plans to cultivate her own produce. So that's, that's actually, if you can do that's that, smart. an excellent idea. Nothing more natural than that. She said, in the past year, I've kind of felt like I need a restaurant. I need a space where I can actually be creative and I can do this on a daily basis. That being really necessary for me. So she said, uh, let's do a farm. We started looking for a farm. We found a property and we're going to start to grow everything. That's dope. Well, she's putting Nas's money to good use, man. Didn't he just get like $40 million, they said? From he that- did. He invested in that, uh, what was that thing from Shark Tank? It was uh, the doorbell thing. The doorbell, the doorbell, the doorbell, doorbell yeah. that Amazon bought. Mm-hmm. All right, and OJ Simpson. Remember we were telling you about the lost confession. It was an interview that was filmed where it was based on that book, If I Did It where he discusses the 1995 murder trial. Well, that is going to air on Fox at 8 p.m. on Sunday, if you guys want to watch it. And here's another snippet of O.J. Simpson doing his lost confessions, where he says he met Nicole while she was working at a restaurant and he was still in a relationship. A place called the Daisy. It's a little breakfast place. And I ran into a friend of mine. He said, let's have breakfast. And when we walked in, this, this vision 
turned to me and said, hey, where do you want to sit? And I remember thinking, what a gorgeous girl, but I can't deal with this. So three days later when I came back, I went back into the Days Inn, was having lunch with the owner, and she came back in. And uh, I said, man, I would really like to take this girl out. And he called her over and introduced us and, you know, said, I, oh, this is one of the good guys. And you were together from then on? Well, yeah, well, that, I had to take her, before we went to the party, I had to explain to her that I was married. Pretty creepy, guys. I think everybody involved in this is going to hell. I it's, think everybody involved in the production of this, the, uh, Judah Freakin yeah, that did the interview, weird. and I love Judah Freakin, but, yo, you all are accomplices some BS. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he shouldn't be allowed to get that off. All right. And, and if somebody from the Colts' family claps him or something, they got every right to. Well, supposedly mm -hmm. the family is supporting this now. But they want to see. They want to understand they why and how. Yeah, because when they clap him, they want us to understand why they clapped him. All right. And last but not least, you know, I'm sure we all saw this coming, but Michael Smith is going to host his last edition of ESPN Sports Center today. So really? That's wow. it. His exit is a little more than a month after Jamil Hill left to join the undefeated. Damn. Now, he still has years left on his contract with ESPN, so it looks like he's going to move into a different capacity at the network. They had a good thing going, man. Yeah, but you know what? They should have never put them on the six, and if they was going to put them on the six, they should have let them do the same thing that they was doing on His and Hers. His and Hers right. was unique. It was funny. I used to love the sketches that they did. That was their thing. Their right. fingerprints was all over that, but they moved them right. to the six, and the white people didn't like it because the white people didn't want black people hosting sports in, in prime time like that, and... You know, Got and they had even said there was a time that we weren't even talking to each other during the broadcast anymore. No more Michael and Jamil, not less, not here and there. No more Michael and Jamil talking, no more of their commentary. It's just strictly live shots and analysts. That's what pissed me off so much. Yeah, don't tell wow. me that you love me and then put me in a position and tell me to change everything about me. You right. love my game. You love how I play. But now that I'm in this position, you want me to change my game totally. That's that whack. was whack. Yeah, that was definitely whack. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, well, you know, uh, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, it's all all about the notorious B.I.G. The greatest rapper of all time died on March 9th, and we're going to get on a biggie mix. Let me know your favorite big joint. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.